0: Hello, um, pre-chat, I'm in the bedroom today because um, there's some work being done outside my house so it would be a bit noisy Anyway, today's guest is Joe McKeldry Yes, he is the winner of 2009 X Factor He also won Pop Star to Opera Star He also won The Jump Is there anything else he hasn't won? Well, we're going to find out in the conversation very, very soon Right, less talking for me and let's kick off the podcast with Joe McKeldry mm-hmm. Hello and welcome, I'm Daniel Johnson and you've guessed it, you're listening to Best Thing. You already know how it works, we talk about people's best things when it comes to food, travel... TV and film, music, something random, and something nice about themselves as well. Today's guest is the wonderful Joe McKeldry. He's a winner from X Factor, and he's won every other TV show he's ever done. We're going to be finding out all about his best things that he likes in his life. As always, we have Adam Harris doing his fat chicken his answer will be right at the end but his question will be coming first then we've got Bethia Beats with her brand new Beats the track we played right at the end but catch her in the middle and we also have Tom and Revan doing their film reviews so it's jam packed let's get on with it up next Adam Harris's Fat Chicken followed by interview with Joe McEldry
1: Hey, hey, Fat Chicken here, doing the fact check-in for you. I've got a chicken-based fact for you. How many chickens do you think there are in the world? I'm a chicken. I'm one. You're a chicken, maybe. I don't know. You might be human. Some humans do listen to this as well. Um, I'm going to find out how many chickens there are in the world. I'm going to come back to you at the end of the episode with the answer, because that's how this works. Cluck, cluck.
0: Mate, you haven't, I mean, you never have, but you haven't ever stopped working. Like, honestly, <laughs> it is crazy. I, I don't know anyone that puts out, like, you and Solomon probably part of the most content I've ever known for anyone, but you're, is, you're just always working. And if you're not working, you're dancing, you're running, you're doing a fitness workout. Like, what, do you have any free time ever, Joe? Well, <laughs> like, honestly. I've had quite a bit recently. I th- <laughs> yes, a little, a little bit. Obviously, because you're not touring, but you, but you're touring online. You know
2: what I mean. You've not, yeah, you've not laid on your laurels. You've really worked stupidly hard. I think I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose you know what this is like. If you love it, it doesn't feel like work. So, you yeah, know, it get it gets hectic at times, and it's like you know, it's a bit. It gets crazy, and you get a bit overwhelmed at times. But I do genuinely love what I do. So when I'm doing all of those things, I'm not kind of consciously thinking you know, um, like, oh, God, you know, is this too much? Is it a lot or whatever? Am I taking on too much? I just kind of, if it's something I want to do, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And then you get all the way through, and you're like, oh, my God, that was full <laughs> on. <laughs>
0: I mean we'll get into it, but you did uh you've done a music video when it's been sort of like in and out of lockdowns. You've recorded yeah. new music. You've re- I saw you on the BBC the other day on the screen, which is so annoying because I'd love you to be in the studio because I know I think when we're especially with your personality and you've always been the same. Um I remember you just you used to go to bed slightly early and then but you'll be the first up. Are you still kind of the same? Are you still like an same. early bird and then you're first up? Yeah.
2: Well, I think I think I am a little bit. Um but I think like kind of because of because a lot of our work, you know, you perform most nights and stuff. My kind of routine fluctuates and it kind of goes back to front. But I am still a morning person, even if I'm shattered on a morning and I've had no sleep. I'm still like, bang, and I'm on. Do you know, And it really annoys people, especially if I'm on holiday with people. They're like, oh, my God, shut up and go to bed for another hour, will you? <laughs>
0: I just remember because uh, you'd be up and you're, you'd be doing your song and you'd be you know really getting into it and stuff like that. And because we had multiple rooms in the house, um, yeah. and but our room was so hot, so our room had to, door had to be open all the time. Yeah. And Ollie was not great in the morning. So. No, you we
2: were one. You were one room down from me as well, so our, we were kind of neighbors. Yeah. yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. I think you uh, guys you know, had you guys had the best room in that house. I think it's you only because that- I was. A- I was a tidy freak,
0: so I just cleaned it all.
2: And you had that really beautiful bathroom. Nobody else had that really nice bathroom.
0: Yeah, but it didn't have a door on. So I yeah, could just smell true. people in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh everyone sends a love. I said I was speaking to you, and I you know, I spoke to Lucy and I spoke to Jamie and stuff like that. And just even I even had a message from Ollie yesterday, which is you know very rare, oh, but nice. it does happen occasionally, which is nice. But uh but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a weird time. But I think people are kind of reaching out and, and chatting. And I don't think I would have started a podcast if it wasn't for what was going on in the world. Because we're just busy, aren't we? We're just doing stuff.
2: Yeah, and I think you know um, we've realised how much social. Well, certainly I have um, how much social media can help people. You know how much it kind of is great if you use it in the right way. It's a great yeah. tool to connect. <laughs> and it's a great it's a great marketing tool, you know as well. And I think we've all. We've all realised in this when everything's so restricted, the one way that you can get directly to people without any restrictions is social media. You know, like I found doing the online shows. You know, I've had to learn a lot of things. I've become a one-man band. <laughs> become a one-man <laughs> band in my house, which is an experience. And um, you know, I've become a sound engineer. I've become a lighting engineer, a camera operator. Um, calling all the people that I work with on tour and being like, "How does this work?" Five minutes before the show. Um, but yeah, you know, you just make it work, don't you? And I think you're probably the same with the podcast. It's like, yeah. you're, we've all kind of, you know, we've all kind of thought, well, I've got time to do stuff like that. And I want to explore it. So why not?
0: Yeah, that's very important. And that's why I started the podcast. Because, you know, in the in the media and stuff like that, it's, it's not the nicest of things. And it, you know, it's sometimes reality, it sucks. And so I thought, well, why don't I do something that's quite nice? So let's get into it i don't know if you know how any of this works but um we just talk about some of the best things in your life and it's just really fluid and people get off topic all the time and start talking about other things but it's uh that that's why i kind of have a category so it brings us back in so um i'll click straight into it and i'll tell you how it works one second Okay, Joe. We are talking food. Um, yeah, what is your kind of relationship with food? I mean, are you a breakfast eater? You've got a black coffee right now, but yes. what, what do you
2: have? Do you have breakfast? What do you do? Breakfast is my favourite meal of the day. I could eat bre- oh. I don't know about you, but I could eat breakfast like for every meal. And sometimes I absolutely love at like if you haven't had a dinner at night. I'm saying dinner, but I would say tea. But I'm saying it. If yeah, I know I what you mean. It, no, just making, covering all bases. Um, I sometimes, if I've, especially if I've like been had a busy day working or something, and I haven't managed to get like a proper dinner. Sometimes I love nothing more than coming in at like eight or nine o'clock at night and making like a a fry of breakfast for me dinner. And wow. I actually asked the question on Twitter not long ago, and I was like, "Am I really weird?" And there was this whole community of people that do the same thing. So I'm not weird. (laughs) Or maybe you're all weird and and we're all weird. And that's a good thing to have.
0: I thought you were just going to say cereal, but you went full on for a cooked breakfast.
2: Oh no. Yeah. I mean, so like just before I did this podcast, I had, um, what did I have? I had the heck vegetarian sausages, two boiled eggs on two slices of toast. I like a proper breakfast. I don't, I'm not one of these, like just one slice of toast and a bit of butter. It's got to be, it's got to feel like a meal, you know?
0: Yeah, I I do know. Are, uh, you said uh, uh, vegetarian or vegan sauce. Is are you a vegetarian or vegan, or are you just that's what you have?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we I, well, I'm a pescatarian as of for cool. for about nearly for about nearly two years now, a year and a half, two years. But recently, in the lockdown and things that have been going on, I have I, I, and I But you see, I do I only do it because it makes us feel better. I've kind of got no other reasons other than I tried it, I felt really good. And I thought, well, if I feel good, I'm gonna stick to it. But if I want something, but I did have a Burger King last night with
1: Oh uh,
2: yeah, steak, Angus, burger and chicken nuggets, the whole the whole hog. So I'm not I can't protest to be a proper vegetarian. You can be a flexitarian, that's a word, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And to be fair, I've massively cut down like on meat and everything. I only really have it like if once or twice every day two or three weeks it's not it's not a lot um but i do like recently i've been trying it again you know and you think oh my god like you know what i can't wait for to go to a restaurant and have a big steak and chips like a proper meal like in a restaurant i'm sick of cooking in my house do you know what i mean so yeah maybe i'll break it a little bit then
0: talking about cooking um and this was actually uh, i got a message um because i sort of said what was up our favorite week in 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 the show, um, so you know Whitney Houston week or Big Band week or anything. And Oli Mers meshes, and he said his favorite week was when Sainsbury's came and cooked for us, oh which I always remember. God. It's on YouTube,
2: but I always remember that you you won the omelette challenge. I was also one of the only ones that consistently participated in it because I remember you everybody did. was everybody was well up for it at the beginning, and then as the schedule of X Factor starting to kick in people would be like, "I'm not going tonight. I've got a rehearsal." Blah blah blah. And by the end of it, I think it was probably like me, you, and Jedward in the kitchen <laughs> cooking every week because everyone else was like, "I can't be bothered anymore." But I loved it because what I found is I'm a terrible cook, so I just used to stand next to the lovely Sainsbury's ladies and kind of do a little bit, and then we'd all, we'd have all that beautiful food to eat afterwards. And I think that was the reason why they came in because they'd kind of said we weren't eating properly and kind of not like having enough meals and you know healthy meals but um oh that was what i'm, I'm with him on that I, I did it was a highlight of my time in the house that <laughs> it was so funny my friend's name
0: is uh, his surname is sainsbury and so i texted him the other day but actually what i did is text one of the ladies instead because <laughs> i still got oh. one of their numbers
2: <laughs> actually one of them one of them um sent me a message on instagram the other day saying that they were one of the um camera operators that used to come with the ladies because i I think i posted something about cooking and i think she said it was nice to see your skills have improved
0: (laughs) i never thought you were that bad so you still saying you're bad at cooking joe is this what you're saying i have
2: literally probably cooked about apart from a breakfast i'll always cook a breakfast apart from a breakfast like this is the first time in about 10 years that I've consistently properly cooked meals like being at home and ordering food in shopping to actually cook proper meals instead of literally just grabbing well you know what it's like when you you know when you're working when you're like going from here there everywhere i don't have time i don't have 45 minutes to cook a meal like you know i need something that's going to fill us up that's healthy that's going to get us through the show um i'm lucky that me me auntie does come out on the road with us when i do me solo tours, and she literally looks after us like a king like every at every given moment she's like what do you want to eat and she brings all these beautiful things in she's like me dresser kind of extraordinary she does everything for us bless her um and she always cooks for us so on my tours i'm really well looked after in terms of food and catering but um when I'm like, when I'm just kind of out doing promo or one off thing, you don't have time. Do you know what I mean? And no. also you don't have, if you stay in a hotel, there's no kitchen.
0: Yeah, that is that is very true, actually. I mean, I remember just us eating a lot of Nando's because we had sort of Nando's delivered to us all the time, which yeah. I still find really, I don't eat meat either anymore, but I find it really difficult to, uh, to even eat Nando's for quite a few years after the show because I just ate so much.
2: Yeah, I, and I remember that. I remember that um, the fridge was just always filled with that cheesecake. The Nando's <laughs> cheesecake was just there was just <laughs> trays and trays of cheesecake in the fridge, and I was like, I mean, I love cheesecake, but I, I don't want to eat it every day, you know, for every meal. <laughs> it's so true and also
0: unopened well so over, half opened and eaten cans of tuna just put back
2: into the fridge yeah. by um <clears throat> jedward um <laughs> yeah, they, had, they had i always mentioned their, their strange eating habits they had strange strange eating habits <laughs> they put water on their cereal didn't they because they didn't want milk i remember me me and um i remember sorry story about the, the the jedward boys and I, honestly i love those boys they're great but i remember for some reason me and them had to fly home from the X Factor tour to do something. I think it was in London. And you guys were all, I think you were either in Belfast or Dublin or up somewhere in Scotland. It was far, it was quite far. We'd come back to do something together. We were both doing this press thing. And uh, so we went to the award ceremony. I think it was an award ceremony. And then the next morning, we got picked up in this car to go back, obviously, over to, to wherever we were going for the tour to pick it back up. And we were sat in Heathrow Airport at about quarter to four in the morning. And they were eating your sushi at quarter to four in the morning for breakfast. And I was just sat opposite them, like thinking, is this a dream? Like, (laughs) I just, I was like, how can you eat that at quarter to four in the morning? They're like, oh, it's lovely and blah, blah. And I was like, really? Like, you know, just get a bacon sandwich. (laughs) They're in the world of their own. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joe, let's ask you the question. When it comes to food for you, what would you say is the best thing about food? Is it, a, is it a dish? Is it kind of a feeling? Someone just
2: said eating it is quite good. So, yeah, what what is it for you? I like the social aspect of eating. And I like, especially like, you know, if you do like a cheese and wine night or like, you know, like if you have friends round in this like a buffet and... Everybody's kind of up at the table. I mean, obviously, post-COVID, will we be allowed to have buffets? That's the question. You know, now I'm thinking a buffet is very unhygienic. Um, (laughs) But um, (laughs) it is like I just thought the other day, I thought, I thought, oh, my God. Like, if you think like when you go in a hotel, like the breakfast buffet, all them people touching the same ladles. Like we never thought about that before. You know? No one's washed their hands back in the day, no yeah one's washing their hands. So, um, but I love the social aspect of it, but I also love like other people enjoying food. So, I love to buy you know, like donuts or like especially if I'm working, you know. Um, and also, I'm quite lucky that I get a lot of gifts sent to us, like to venues and things, and sweet treats and things like that. And I love like taking the box in to the band or something and being like. Guys, look, get dig in and like seeing everybody like be like, oh, my God, you know, give us one of them. I love that kind of social aspect of it. But um, yeah, and I, I do love food. I love eating. I could eat all day long. That's my problem.
0: I mean, I'm I'm exactly the same. Um, that's a lovely answer. And I think that's really nice. And it's, it's so much sort of your spirit and what you've always been like. You've always been quite giving. Um, so I, I think that's a nice answer. Um, so I'm going to say for Joe, the best thing when it comes to food is like the social aspect, giving food to other people and just eating food. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to be talking travel. Joe, um, traveling, holidays. It's those things that um, I saw a really funny meme, which is uh, um, it was someone typing into uh, Pornhub going oh. on holiday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that is funny. Do you know what? I suppose, I don't know because of like my job and stuff, but like, I mean, I'm dying for a bit of sunshine but I haven't like yearned for a holiday. I think as much as other people have, because I suppose so much of my job feels like that. Anyways, of like you're always somewhere different and things like that. But um, I can't wait to go swimming in like at the, the sea. I want to go swimming in the sea, but like a nice warm sea, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I do love travelling. I love holidays. I love exploring. Um, the last holiday I had was just before like well i went away during lockdown but but obviously when you were allowed to kind of go camping and stuff in the summer we went over the lake district but last proper holiday in terms of abroad i went to new york and um and disney florida just before actually when we didn't really think the pandemic existed even though it very much did and everyone was kind of in that mode of like oh well you know it won't come here um so yeah so i went to new york and i love new york um there's just such an energy about it like the minute you get there you just i don't know no matter how jet lagged you are for some reason i'm never never as jet lagged in new york as i am anywhere else <laughs> if that makes sense It's just so funny because it's not even that far away i know i do understand it i do understand when i get really bad jet lag like really bad it really really knocks me out um but i never get it that bad in new york and um, I think it's just you get off the plane and, and obviously it's that funny time zone where by the time you land, you've already been up like kind of, well, nearly 24 hours. Um, you know, by the time it gets to seven o'clock at night and you're always like, I we'll have to stay awake past 10 o'clock. I we'll have to stay awake past 10 o'clock. Um, but uh, yeah, so I do love New York. I went to see Celine Dion there last year. Of course. And uh, But I'm dying to go to Australia. That's a real bucket list place for me. Never been. Um, And I'd love to go maybe for like a month or so and properly go around and see Australia. Um, I'm secretly hoping that one of my songs just takes off there naturally so that I don't have to pay for the trip.
0: (laughs) And also we've got friends from from back in the day on the tour. Some of them were Australian. So you could get them to dance for you. You can get Shannon and Jess and stuff to come and dance for you. And it'd be fun. It'd be like the
2: old days. I just, I did think maybe if one of the songs just takes off there, then that would be helpful because <laughs> then I could just get the record label to pay for it.
0: <laughs> That's the way you want to do it. You want to be on tour in Australia, but also a couple of nice days off
2: as well. Yeah. No, but I am plan, I am plan, I am going to do that at some point. I, I was actually going to plan to do it last year, because um, I had quite a bit of ch- chunk of time off in the first half of last year and i kind of set myself i'm going to do a load of holidays and do all of the things that i don't normally get to do and then obviously corona had other ideas but i will do it at some point i'll probably do it next year when the when the world's fully back to normal you are quite a good skier i am one of our favourite family holidays we go every year um normally to austria um and i just love there's some i think people people have a bit of a, bit of a misconception about skiing where they think that it's um it's really like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. It's like too much work and it's exercise. It, it is. And it is, you know, you, it, it is, you know, and, it, and it's quite hard getting the skis on and off and going to the lifts and everything. But mentally, I always say this to people. It's one of the most relaxing holidays that you can ever go on because what you find is you don't think about anything else. You know, when you lie on a beach, you lie on a beach and you're suntanning, your mind still has so many things to process and time and, you know, think and time and whatever. Whereas when you're skiing, you're concentrating on so many things of like going on the lift and then you're going down the mountain and you're, you know, making sure you're doing the right technique and making sure you don't crash into somebody else. Kind of a little bit like driving that you find by the end of the day, you think, oh, my God, my mind has had like such a break from normal thinking for the whole day. So I find it one of the most relaxing. I always come back from a ski trip more relaxed than I ever would on a beach holiday which people never seem to understand that, but that's what it does for me. Also, it helps that you're quite good. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're not good, you can kind of ski down to a restaurant, have a few drinks, and then roll down the hill at the end. That's what a lot of people do, you know. There's a kind of – there's a band of of skiing kind of uh, abilities, you know, and you can very clearly see it on the mountain when you go out there, you know. Some people – are literally just there to drink and go for the after parties and kind of sit in the sunshine and not really um ski and then you've got the other ones that literally like my family are a bit kind of outdoor obsessed so we have to be up at like seven o'clock in the morning we're we're the last ones out on the night that's where you get it from yeah it's a bit of a it's a bit of a military operation when our family go but um but we do have fun
0: yeah i mean it, it, when i've seen the videos and the pictures and stuff like that like I'm, I'm always astounded about how good you are and also you you won a reality tv show through skiing
2: yeah i well, mean you haven't not won a show yet by the way i don't know if this is the thing i know that's the problem now though isn't it like i do i do think if if i was to go into anything else um I'd, you've I'd, got to I'd, win <laughs> well i'd have to not put pressure on myself to kind of do that because i think i would spoil the experience if I. You know, I I did see, I, I was, I can't remember what show it was now. I nearly ended up doing something a couple of years back. And, um, me, me, manager was like, well, you'll have to win it. Like if you go in anyway." and I was like, don't say that before I've gone in it.
0: I think that you're perfect for strictly. I would love to do that. I would love to I do it. I think you're, you're so BBC and you'd be so much fun and that personality and you just get the right partner. Um, that either flips you around or you flip them around or whatever. and But I just
2: think you'll be perfect. For, but, but yet again, you're going to have to win. I know. And and I mean, you know me. I mean, you've seen me backstage at shows and stuff. In my head, I think that I dance like Beyonce. I don't you do? Always, oh, I don't always <laughs> look like Beyonce when she dances. But I do love dancing. So I would love to do that show. And there's just something about, like... There's something about Strictly, like, just the music, the costumes. Like, it just feel good. Like, and it's... I, I just it's it's the one show i don't really look at many tv shows on television and get envious of other people being there i think coming from a background of x Factor, you know the process of all of those shows and sometimes you watch it and you're like oh my god i totally know what they're going through and like i've really sympathized with them but i'm glad i'm not in their shoes like fair play to them but whereas i always watch strictly and every time i watch it i think god i wish i was doing that like i do get really envious because it just looks so much fun Plus, you
0: look good in Uh, (laughs) sequins. A nice little sequin, little top, and, you know, you could have a cape. It'd be amazing. Um, We've already gone off topic, as always. Um, So I'm going to ask you the question. When it comes to travel for you, Joe, what would you say is the best thing about travel for you?
2: I think just, like, meeting new people. And I think seeing how other people live and going to different places and seeing different cultures. um, And just, I don't know, I just like the... I like the excitement of just being somewhere completely different that you've never been before and not knowing anything about it and having to learn about it in such a short space of time. So yeah, that's what I'd say I like. See, you're
0: all about the people. You're all about meeting people, giving them donuts as you know, that's (laughs) the person that Joe is. Uh, The best thing when it comes to job for Joe is like, you know, being excited to go to new places and learning their culture and learning all the stuff about it. Seeing another church, because we like to go and see a church we our way. And uh, and also just meeting new people and meeting people and just chatting and, and enjoying. And a lovely bit of skiing as well. Uh, and next not, up, and we're... a suntan, and a suntan. And and a... A
3: suntan.
1: You, get,
0: you get it through skiing as well. You get goggles suntan. Yeah, though. Do. Yeah. You the goggles on. You do. <laughs> and next up, we're going to be talking film and TV. And I can, I, I'm assuming you've watched quite a lot in the last year. Absolutely, far too much. We'll be right back with Jamie McCarty finding out about what his best things is to do with TV and film. But before we do that, let's find out what we should be watching with Film Bag. Tom and Revan, over to you.
4: Hey y'all, welcome to the film review with Revan. Yeah, that just that doesn't work. sounds so wrong. I can't, in good faith, as an English man, whip out y'all as an organic greeting. It sounds so wrong. And I'm seeing more and more people online that I know are English using it. It it just doesn't transfer into the real world. Hello, y'all. Hmm. I don't think so. (sighs) I've wasted quite a bit of time on that, haven't I? Maybe, because it's been a while since I've seen the film I'll be talking about today, so I'm trying to kill time. When did I see this? I have an app. It's called Letterboxd. You should get it. It's great. You can log all your films. This is not an advert. Oh, I saw it. I saw this film on the 3rd of April. That doesn't sound like an incredibly long time ago, but it is. Alright, that's a minute. Here's the film. It's Ghost World from 2001, directed by Terry Zwigoff. Here's a clip.
3: Sometimes I think I might be going crazy from sexual frustration. You just hate every single guy in the face of the earth. That's not true. I just hate all these... Extroverted, pseudo-Bohemian losers. You guys up for
4: some reggae tonight? Yeah, this, this film's a little left field this week. Um, why am I reviewing it? because it moved me, because it's the best comic book movie of 2001, because it's one of only two comic book movies from 2001, and they're not superhero movies. And you know what? I, I just wanted an excuse to say the name's Wigoff, I think. This is based on Daniel Clowes' seminal graphic novel of the same name. It stars Thora Birch, you might remember her as the little sister from Hocus Pocus. It also stars Scarlett Johansson, who needs no introduction. It stars Steve Buscemi, who definitely needs no introduction. The film is about many things. It's, it's probably maybe the best coming-of-age film I've ever seen, and I'm a big fan of the genre. It's about resentment. It's about failure. Yeah, it's a feel-good classic. No, I mean, like, it has a unique sense of humour. The characters, you know, they appear misanthropic, but they just have that mentality of being overly dismissive of the world because they're terrified of it. But I think it's just trying to encapsulate that snarkiness that pervades being a teenager where when you think that you know everything and everything that can possibly ever happen to you has already happened and of course we know that's a lie and I just think that yeah, if you look at this film as a snapshot of that time in your life, I think anyone, man, woman, not child, you'll recognise yourself in this a little bit and the film, incredibly unique vibe, it captures the tone and the feel of the graphic novel incredibly well. So yeah, check this one out guys and I also recommend exploring the world of indie comics so as i mentioned not it's not all about superheroes these are these are really deep emotive stories about what it means to be a human with really quirky illustrations and yeah i think daniel Close, he's a great place to start he did a a really fantastic one called patience sort of time travel beautiful really is it's been great um can't wait to be back next season where i talk about space jam 2 every week (laughs)
0: I was just giving you tips on uh, to watch uh, behind her eyes, which, do you know the lead girl is is Bono's daughter? Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Do you know what? That makes sense, actually, because she does look a little bit like him. Yeah. And I was thinking it was one of those things, you know, when you look at somebody and you think, oh, I recognize that person, but I can't picture why. That might be why, because she does look quite similar to him. Yeah, she's very good she is very good
0: it's a really good program it's on netflix but uh but yeah it's i know you're just on episode one but uh i'll when you finish just send me an emoji just one emoji of what you thought about it because it is it's crazy i'm not going to say anymore because i don't want all right it. um how what how much tv and film have you been watching have, have, have like your netflix have you completed netflix is what i'm asking it's t-
2: do you know what it's it, it's it's getting to the point now where it's like me attention span it's not allowing us to even invest in a series anymore. Like, because it you just, you put something on for half an hour and you're so sick of watching the telly that it's just something else. I did watch um, all of Below Deck. I completed all of Below Deck in the first lockdown, which is absolute trash television, but that's me. I love it. Um, I'm w- I- I'm watching Married at First Sight Australia and it's I, I've
0: had to stop watching it now because it, it became too much. I, a lot of friends have recommended that i do
2: need to get on that as well because it's talk... 38 episodes joe it's too much and i'm I, you see i'm a real housewives kind of guy so i'm all about the real housewives so i've gone through all of them series all the franchises that have been released um just watched real real housewives so like most people get up and watch this morning good morning britain i get up and watch the, the the episode that went out in America last night. Um, That's my morning cup of coffee. So it was Real Housewives of New Jersey this morning from about 8.30 till 9.30. And that's kind of my morning breakfast show. So that probably explains to you where my mind is at, <laughs> at, at 8 a.m. in the morning.
0: <laughs> that's why you're so chirpy, because you're not watching the news. There you go. There's a bit of information for you. If you want to stay chirpy like Joe, don't watch the news. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, I do. I have to stop. I I do have to kind of um, I have made a conscious decision to uh, certainly did in the first lockdown to not watch television that Mm -hmm. goes out kind of on schedule because I just found it was just too, too much news, too much politics, too much in my face. So I just stuck to Netflix and Amazon Prime. That kind of helped me a little bit. There's some good stuff from
0: Disney Plus as well. I have to say, I sound like I'm working for the BBC, trying to say all the streaming platforms other streaming platforms. Exist. I don't have to do that as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, growing up, Joe, what were you? What was on the TV for you? What were you watching? Were you, were you, were you doing the uh, Countdown conundrum? And I can't even say that. And you know, finding out, were you good at maths? With <laughs> I,
2: I was a. I used to love the soaps. Oh,
0: did
2: you? To, I, yeah, I used to love the soaps um, from being quite young was obsessed with coronation street um that was kind of me go-to and i also loved casualty i used to sit and watch casualty i was fascinated by medicine when i was a kid um and i wanted to be if i wasn't going to be a singer or a performer i wanted to be a paramedic or a nurse um and i used to uh, my mum used to let us watch casualty and i used to sit and watch it like that through my hands like <laughs> you know it was only... intense that's why yeah it was but i couldn't i couldn't not watch it because i was fascinated by it um so love that so i um i haven't seen that for years actually i should watch that now because it's still on and apparently i think it's, i think it's still on and,
0: and and they've sort of changed up how they film it as well like i think they've done the same with holby city because we had david ames on for the last series and uh yeah they so obviously with Corona, they're sort of filming differently anyway but um yeah it's kind of a little bit more intense and maybe not sort of americanized but a little bit americanized i did see
2: um, i did see their episode they did around coronavirus and how, how it affected the hospitals and the way it was filmed was absolutely incredible you know and so like realistic you know i've got friends who are nurses and and people who are going through it and they were like it was so good to see something on television depicted in the correct way because i think people think you know there is people out there they just if it hasn't affected them they think it doesn't exist you know which is crazy. My mind, it blows my mind that, but we won't go. That's another whole topic. (laughs) I I think um, on that one, it's just
0: sometimes being naive to stuff actually keeps you moving forward. And I think sometimes people just have to do that. And if it doesn't affect you, like if if you haven't had anything really sad happen to you or something great happen to you, if you, if you have never won the X factor, you don't know what it feels like, but you're like, well, I bet loads of my mates have won the X factor. So that's everyone, isn't it? You know what I mean? So I do understand, but also, you know, I just allow people to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. (laughs) um i mean it's so funny with sort of film are you a film or tv person like are you are you you more would you you used to go to cinema back in the day i say back in the day like we've never been to cinema but you know what i mean like are you more like sit down with a
2: film or just watch a tv series where are you at i do now and again i like the cinema but you know going back to kind of crossing over the topics i kind of love the cinema for the food like (laughs) for the snacks do you bring your own food or do you buy it there no, I buy it there. I mean, although that is extortionate. Wow. <laughs> um I do love the <laughs> salted popcorn and the sweets and the tango blasts and all of that. You know, the ice blasts. But um, I love a documentary, you know. I find documentaries really, like music documentaries and real-life kind of story documentaries. Um, I've watched a lot of them in Netflix, or on Netflix during the last year. I watched um, The Last Breath, which, if you oh. haven't seen, is oh. an incredible real-life story I won't spoil it, but it's about a deep sea diver, um, and yeah, it's an accident that happens to a deep sea diver, and it's all caught on the cameras on the ship and on the bell that's down underneath the sea. And honestly, watch it—you are on the edge of your seat the whole time. It is fascinating, fascinating real life story. Can't recommend it enough. I already feel like slightly
0: panicky because I have you. Have you done deep sea diving? Have you, di- have you done scuba? i've done
2: a scuba dive but only like kind of surface level i've never gone right down right um and honestly the minute they put the equipment on on this documentary i couldn't breathe i was literally like oh my god that's me gone claustrophobic like
0: (laughs) it's so funny you talked about soaps actually because when we spoke to lucy she said that she has never missed an episode of coronation street
2: wow okay (laughs) that's good going because that's a lot of episodes
0: That's a lot of it. I was whining about Married at First Sight having 38, but how many episodes have there been of
2: Corey? My MD, my MD, um, who travels with me, which is musical director for those who are like, what does MD mean? (laughs) Um, (laughs) He he literally has been known. um, He has his iPad obviously on stage with all the set lists and everything. And sometimes if you go on stage um, before the show, he is literally at the piano on stage, set, ready with the iPad on the stand, ready to go. And he's got EastEnders on the iPlayer and he's catching up just before the show starts. And I'm like, how can you, how can your brain, like, absorb EastEnders just before you're about to do a show? Like, meanwhile, I'm, like, pacing up and down the corridor backstage. <laughs> I'm like, how? And he's like, oh, you know, I find it relaxing. And I'm like, I know, but even to just absorb the storyline before you're about to perform a full show, I just, it fascinates us. But he does, he always, what he's always got his iPad with him. So he never misses one either. So it is doable, but I'm, uh, it's 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 a, it's a commitment. That would freak me out.
0: And maybe it was his zen. That's what he has. So he just needs yeah. a bit of his senders before he starts playing a two-hour concert with you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so what would you say is the best thing about TV and film for you, Joe? Oh. Um, you say the, If you say the people. <laughs> I'll say
2: the variety. I like the variety of like you can go from a Real Housewives episode to, like, a really sad movie to a really inspiring documentary. Uh, But, yeah, I love... And also, I think it's great now, you know, you can watch it... You can... With the quality of television now and the way things are filmed, you can watch, like, a live concert that's been filmed and you can feel like you're there. If you've got the good surround system and you've got the lights down and all of that... I've done that a few times, you know. I've been to see quite a few people from the comfort of my own living room. So uh, the variety of television is
0: what I like. We've not had that answer and we're literally on season three. Uh, The best thing when it comes to TV and film for Joe is variety. Next up, we're going to be talking about, I think you might have something to say about this, um, music. Yes, (laughs) I will. We'll be right back to find out about Joe's best thing when it comes to music. But first we've got Bethia Beats and her track of the pod is, Bethia, over to you.
5: And it's Bethia from Bethia's Beats. My chosen artist for this week is the gorgeous Lillianne She's a 21 year old singer songwriter from Hampshire She began writing her own songs at the age of just 10 years old And she's also been performing a lot with her parents at gigs Who are also musicians And we just love a Von style family over here She's been sharing her original music online since 2012 but has recently been posting snippets of her original songs on TikTok which I would highly highly recommend you go and check out her videos on there. That's actually where I found out about her and I just absolutely fell in love with her voice. She's got the most beautiful, beautiful tone and she's been gaining a lot of buzz and following on there and I would just highly recommend going checking out her videos. Um, I'm really, really excited to see what she has lined up for the future with her music. This is her song, One Day Soon, playing in the background right now. If you like the vibe of this track, stick around to the end of the podcast, where you can hear the full song being played. And you can also find all of Lillianne's social media, and where you can find this beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time. but we can't forget all that we've
0: Joey McEldry, music. I mean, this is your life and so. Obviously, I met you back in the day at boot camp, which must just have seemed absolutely ages. Actually, weirdly enough, why haven't you done Eurovision yet? You've got uh, you've got to be up, for,
3: somebody to be up asked, for it.
2: Somebody I think I got asked to do it a couple of years back, actually. Um, I remember a conversation happening about four or five years ago. There was kind of uh, would you be interested? blah, blah, blah. And at the time. I was doing something else and i wouldn't have been able to commit to it but it's a funny one eurovision because i love eurovision and i love like everything about it and obviously in other countries eurovision is like the biggest and best thing like ever you know for that country whereas like us here in the uk we've got a bit of a funny relationship with eurovision i think and i don't think we should have because i think it should be a massive celebration and it should be wonderful. I love to watch it, and I love some of the music that's come from it. And it's also a fantastic showcase for music all around Europe, you know? Um, but it's funny, and I think coming off a show like X Factor, where you're always kind of labelled anyways, I'm always very conscious of labels that come from certain shows. So I'd, if I was going to do it, I would be really careful about what the song was, how it was executed, like at which would probably put the people off that wanted us to be involved. (laughs) But I um... think that you'd be a
0: perfect candidate because I think that you're fun. You can sing, like, literally anything. And I think that you would take it seriously without taking it
2: seriously. Yeah, I mean, and for me, for me, I would be absolutely, like, it would have to be the perfect, perfect song, you know, and it would... I wouldn't, like... I wouldn't want anybody else to kind of give us a song and be like, that's what you're going to take. I would want to be a part of the whole process. Um, so I would never say no, but it would it would have to be under certain circumstances. That's all I will say.
0: <laughs> Joe, Joe, I know some people. Let's just say that. And it's not just Lucy Jones. I do know
2: other people. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, a lot, mean... of people, a lot of people actually said, a few people tweeted us when the new single came out, Baby Had Your fun. They were like, oh my God, if this was a tiny bit shorter, you, this could be a perfect Eurovision song.
0: Yeah, because it has to be three minutes. Three minutes is what it's got to be. I mean, you have been on it. Not not only. I think you've haven't you released like the most albums from a solo artist from X Factor, pretty much. I mean, you've had the most success when it comes to how many of them have charted.
2: Yeah, I mean, do you know what? The people kind of always throw those um, statistics around, and it's wonderful to think like that. And you know, I'm sure there's different statistics that have probably passed since somebody did that because like statistics you know you can only kind of be that statistic for a certain amount of time and then you know um but it's i i think i try not to get lost up in all of that because i think that's the problem with the industry you know we're all about numbers and figures and instead of just appreciating what we enjoy and what like is good and what isn't and you know and who's to say what is good and what isn't something that you might think is brilliant i might think is terrible vice versa so i think um I'm just lucky that I get to do something I love and I work hard and I love music. I love performing and I try not to, I used to, I used to get, get kind of lost up in all of that in the first kind of three or four years of my career. And then I got to a point where I'm like, Oh God, it spoils the fun of it. Like it spoils, like if everything's just about like the numbers and we've got to do this. And if we don't get that, it's not successful and blah, blah. And I'm like, if you bank your success on one item of something happening all the time you're never going to be successful do you know what i mean so i kind of just enjoy it now and and it, it is what it is
0: i mean you also uh you're a Brit nominated as well um for your always, first song, so
2: I that's I always, pretty awesome i always forget that you know i like i've never i've never you I, I need to start using that one more you often. do i'm I, gonna
0: put it in the beginning of this podcast
2: <laughs> I always like it's never it's never mentioned like you know like they always go in um, they always say, don't they? It, it, I notice all the Americans always say Grammy nominated such and such. I need to get that on my C V. Brit not yes, <laughs> Brit nominated.
0: Because that doesn't really happen too many times with X Factor people. I think there's only a handful of like you and Little Mick and maybe Ollie, <clears throat> maybe even I think JLS did win some. But like it's very rare. So yeah, yeah. I mean, huge congratulations for that. Yeah. Um I- music wise. Yeah. What were you listening to growing up? Because I think you were massively influenced by like family and stuff like that. And then you kind of went sort of musical theater kind of route when you were younger. And then you did X Factor and it was more straight back into pop. But then you still do music. Like it's really hard to cross over and you do it all the time.
2: Well, I do it all the time because I don't listen to those kind of rules of boxes. I really fight against that, you know. Um, and, I, you know, and that doesn't mean like people say I, I still have the conversations now. You know where they're like, well, what, well, what is it? Is it pop or is it? And I'm like, well, it is what it is. Just listen to it, and make your mind up what you think it is. Like, why, why do you need to tell somebody else what it is? You know, let them hear it, and let them see what they think it is. You know, and, and, and it's a very kind of we love to put people in boxes all the time. And I, I bloomin' nearly swore there. I hate. It. <laughs> you said hate it. That's why. <laughs> I hate it. Um, I hate the whole thing. So I've always. In my career, you know, I've kind of crossed over and I've done different things. And like they go, well, you can't do you. You can't release a pop album after you've done a classical crossover. And I'm like, well, oh, why not? What? Who? Who makes the rules? Like, <laughs> like yes, you can. You you you're just following a formula that you that you're saying that you can't do that. So um, yeah, I, 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 it's not a conscious thing of like, all right, I I'll have to do this now. I have to do that. I just if it's something fun and I want to do it, I say yes to it and. Yeah, but um, I grew up listening to Luther Vandross, Celine Dion, Meatloaf, Michael Jackson, um, George Michael was a massive. My was a huge fan of George Michael, and obviously, and got, you got to sing with him. oh <laughs> I know, um, which obviously was incredible. Like full circle moment of like hearing his songs as you grew up, and I think most people are probably you probably agree with this, like. Most male singers will. He's the kind of ultimate male vocalist. One of them, you know. Hundred percent. His documentary that that was
0: made about him, I still have on my sky because it, I've watched him maybe five times. You forget the perfectionist and how talented that man was, and the songs, song, song, song. It was. Yeah. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. He and uh, I've always been a fan. Like I kind of got into like the when he did the older album, like Jesus to a Child, and sort of fast love and yeah. stuff like that but he just the stuff before it's incredible
2: and fought against the industry as well the restrict, really fought against the restrictions of the industry and contracts and you know um was really kind of forward thinking about how record labels took advantage of artists and still do um but you know it's um he, he was a true kind of visionary artist so yes him and many others but it was all kind of the big singers whitney um you know you met her as well i know well you did as well you did as well we did we did but um, yeah i was all a kind of i still am i love somebody who um just sings a song what i would say properly sings a song properly we've got a lot of brilliant singers now that don't sing they 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 kind of over riff and over kind of sing that like try and cram as many whereas i think those singers they did like little golden nuggets you know two or three great riffs two or three massive high notes two or three but the song it was a rounded performance and that's what i always try and do with my performances as well i try not to over sing in certain places because it's become this trend now to kind of have 50 million riffs through a song you can't hear the song if you do that you know do you
0: remember we always used to make you try and do as many riffs at the end of you Are Not alone on tour? Like me
2: and Ollie were like, Keep going, keep going. I mean, it's all right if you're doing that, I suppose, like a little
0: challenge. <laughs> no, but it was at the end. You left it at the end.
2: It was yeah, like yeah. you just you smashed it every single time with a different riff. Do you know what? I've had a few people on I've had a few people on tours when we've been doing shows and things, like on the last on the last night or whatever, they'll go, Oh, will you do the riff challenge? And you have to like see how many riffs you can get in one song. And it pains me so badly to do it because I'm like, this must sound dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be you and Ollie
0: just going for it. i would be like, yeah, you, you can, you feel free to do that. Um, I mean, there's so much of things to talk about when it comes to music and you, but what would you say is the best thing about music for you, Joe? I mean, there must be so many things.
2: I love the way music makes you feel. I love the way when you you hear a song, it can transport you back to the exact emotion you felt the first time you heard it. Um, I have albums, you know, like if I've broken up with someone and there was a certain album, like if I hear that song even on the radio for like 15 seconds, I can almost feel sad within a second. I know, I have to turn it off. I have to turn it off. You can feel that emotion. Like how powerful is that? Like that connection through, it must, I, I don't know. And I just love... I'm, you're gonna hate us but i just love seeing how people react to music like <laughs> i do i do
0: I no, you true, but that's that that is that is personified that is what you are and i think that that music is so powerful and you you know you're so lucky to be able to not only have done it but still smashing it and doing it so well
2: and just get getting to see you know f- f- from my perspective stand on a stage where people have bought tickets to come and see your show and you get to stand at the forefront of that and see how that music makes people feel and people clapping along and dancing or crying, you know, um, just, I dunno, there's, there's no better connection through that. And that's like people who you might have never met, you know, some people you have met before in the audience, people that you've never met before and you're able to kind of project that emotion through it. I dunno, it's a really, it, it, it overwhelms me at times that because I'm like, wow, that's, it's a lot to kind of take in when you know that, that that's what that does for someone.
0: I love your fans and I love your audience and they're so lovely. And when I'm, when I come and see your shows, because I, I try and keep support to to everyone who, you know, we did the show together with and stuff like that, but they are just so, they just love you. I'm just going to put that in there. Um, okay, so I'm going <laughs> to say the best thing for Joe for music is uh, the way it makes you feel, not a Michael Jackson song, but the way it makes you feel, and uh, and also the people.
3: <laughs> All by the people.
0: Um, This is uh, my funnest category because it's where um, I now put you on the spot because uh, you have to come up with something. Uh, We're going to be finding out what the best thing about something random is for Joe. Joe. What is the best thing about something random for you? I, I you just kind of told me and I was like yes definitely talk about that cuz I'm a big fan of it. What is it for you? So
2: I have since being really really young I've had this like kind of weird obsession with hotels. Like I'm obsessed with seeing what a hotel looks like, what the it used to be like to me when when I used to go to a hotel and I still kind of do now it's all about the bathroom. You always know how okay. good you always know how good a hotel room is. By how good the bathroom is, and then everything kind of follows on from there. What are you
0: trying to say about Premier Inns? I'm joking. I love them. Actually, We're not sponsored by Premier Inn, but I have to say, my favourite bed and pillows is that Premier Inn.
2: Do you know what? Same. I've slept in yeah. some beautiful hotels, but yep. Premier Inn beds are yet to, are yet to be beaten. But the bathrooms not great. <laughs> well, we could have a nicer shower curtain. We could have a nicer <laughs> shower curtain, or like a glass panel would work. And we also could have better lighting in a premiere Inn bathroom.
0: Oh, yeah, because the there, Marmaison have great lighting. There was uh, one in Liverpool where we were on tour, and the lighting, it looked like I had a six-pack. Trust me, I've been eating
2: donuts. I didn't have a six-pack. You know what I mean? It was good lighting. Yeah. The, the lighting in the Premier ho- uh, bathrooms are very harsh. So if they wanted to yes. and coordinate that, I would quite happily, um, you know. But, um, yes, I love hotels, and I love – I just, yeah, I, like I've always – and I think obviously when when I get to around and stuff, like I kind of that excitement of seeing if your room's gonna be really nice. Um, and can I, you
0: dictate can you dictate where you may
2: stay? Or like can you be like <laughs> I'd like to stay in like a nice place? Depends depends what you what, what show you're working on and what the what the situation is. But um sometimes, you know, if you're doing a gig at a certain place, you can be like, Well, I normally stay here. Um <laughs> In in a suite. In a suite, darling. And sometimes I've, over the years I've done a, Um, I've done a few gigs at the Dorchester Hotel in London,
3: mm.
2: and um, and down in the in the ballroom, um, and the Grosvenor as well. They're two kind of hotels right next. Yeah, to... yeah. Two of probably the best hotels. They're very nice, and um, and every time, every time I, stay, every time I'm going to do a gig there, I'm like, um, is there any way we could ask if I could stay? Um, <laughs> did they like, say yes? Well, to be fair, in my defence, I don't live in London, so I do have a perfect excuse. And I suppose if you're performing on behalf of the hotel, anyways, I mean, it's not it's not a big ask, is it, to ask them to let you stay? Uh, no. So yeah, but um, I do love like hotels like that, like extravagant um, hotels, and I'm, I, yeah, I'm just fascinated with them. I'm fa- I love a buffet in a hotel, but I'm I'm kind of adjusting to that now because of COVID, i'm starting to think do do i want to be eaten from a buffet i'm not sure um so yeah and also another thing that i do love um when it comes to hotels is how good the if you get the breakfast delivered a room how good is the breakfast that is delivered to the room it is an ultimate like i kind of i have my mental marks in my head when i when i stay places I, I always think great bathroom great breakfast that's the two that's the top two that's a B and B, breakfast and bathroom. Yeah, but it's got to have a brilliant bathroom and a really like extravagant bath. Is what I like, and also a banging cooked breakfast is what you need.
0: Perfect. Can I uh, ask where is the best hotel you think you stayed?
2: Well, you know what? There's been quite a few, so I stayed um, in a hotel not last year, the year before in Dubai, which was beautiful, called the Five Palm. Um yeah, and we stayed in this beautiful um like it was like a it was I went with two friends and it was like a suite but it was like a flat. It was huge, like it was literally like an apartment and uh, with like double balconies. Um I stayed in the Bellagio in Las Vegas and I had a um what do you call it fountain view where you could see the fountains, you open the window and you can literally see the fountains from your window. That was pretty special. Um, a London hotel. The Corinthia Hotel's beautiful. It is, and it's got it one is. of the best, and it's got one of the best spas. Ever. I didn't do the
0: spa. Is it good?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, oh it's gosh. and also and also great lighting, great lighting in the spa, very dark, so, so you look really good in the mirrors. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Dorchester, I think, is like a proper London hotel, isn't it? Like that everybody kind of thinks of. Um, so yeah there's loads um, I stayed in one in Manchester actually and I can't remember the name of it and that was, I think that might have been where we were on the Ex-Factor tour actually and I had this room with a, with a spiral staircase in the middle of the room and like a big floor to ceiling glass thing and you could see the whole of Manchester I can't remember what the hotel was called but it was beautiful You know that we were just in single beds <laughs> <laughs> did, I'm joking In my defence though I did give up me. Um, solo dressing room, so I could share with you guys. You did, and lovingly gave it to Jedward instead, so <clears throat> <Thanks>. um,
0: <laughs> because they were like, you know, it's a bit
2: crazy. Um, I I'm gonna st- <laughs> first night they plonked me in my own little dressing room miles away from everyone. No, oh, I'm not doing that, so um, yeah, we had a big shared dressing room, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we did. We did. I do you know what I, I have to say. Um, just before we wrap this bit up, is uh, doing the X Facts and stuff like that, and and meeting all the people we're doing and we went on our journeys, and everything happened, and people do what they do.
2: But my favorite memory is always the tour. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun, and I think, I think, um, it was uh, and I always say this, you know, I think as any performer to be able to go from. You know, not really having a career in the music industry, which was pretty much the case for most of her, I think, to, to playing out, and it was one of the biggest tours that X Factor had ever done off the back of the show. You know, to play in like 50, 57 sold out arenas, at all of the venues across the country that we all dreamed of playing as kids, you know, as you went to see somebody to be able to do that like three months into your career, like, oh, okay, like this is pretty cool. Um, and it was a really fun show, you know, it wasn't we all had little bits that we went on. We did like three or four songs. It wasn't a tyrant show. It was it was great fun. Like it was kind of the perfect show to be able to enjoy. Because, you know, I've done tours since, you know, in different things where you can't really enjoy it because it's so full on. But like I always kind of go back to that. And I think, you know what, actually, although that was like a massive tour to be a part of in terms of the actual show, it was quite an easy show for us all that we could enjoy it and just take it in and really absorb an amazing experience. So yeah, I've got great memories of that. It's great fun. And
0: it was super, uh, what, would you, what would you say is your favorite memory and uh, not your, well, your favorite venue that we played at on that tour? Because for me, I know what it is. I wanna see if it's exactly the same for you. Do you, do you remember what your favorite one was, what, venue-wise on tour?
2: Ooh.
0: I mean, Newcastle
2: was amazing for me. Of course. <laughs> yeah of course they went crazy we did four nights i think we did four four shows there and yeah i remember just being like i remember all my friends being there which made it really special and i could where they were sat like we got them all in the same section and just like looking out and seeing that and that like that was like what i said before you know that was the venue where i went to see everybody when i was younger so i've played it a few times since and every time you go back there it's like it's that same feeling where it kind of you instantly feel really humbled because you're like i I sat in this audience and was like oh i wish i could perform on that stage one day um the o2 was the o2 was incredible i think the o2 is is not only a famous venue in the uk but it's like a world famous venue so i think again to ever whenever every time you go in there it's got a it's got a feeling of extravagance um but four I thought...
0: sold out shows by the way four sold out shows for that place because if, if you saw them and any other no offense to any other year they did it but when i went and saw other tours there they didn't sell at the
2: top so i'm just saying <laughs> i mean they i think as well like the year we did it was the the year we did it was the first year that like i'm not saying that the series before that what weren't that but it was the first year that x-factor went into the like stratosphere of like you know, it was the first I think we were the f- one of the first series to pull in like ninety million viewers. So I think off the back of that, the two hours huge. You know, not not really anything to do with us. It was more just, you know, the profile of the show. I mean I mean it, it was to do to do with us, but that's fair.
3: But um, um
0: I was going to say I thought that Dublin was great because I always had this little test. When we had to do I've Got a Feeling, which I was so gutted because you, you just didn't do it. And I wanted you to be in more group songs. I understand it's saving you for last, but I didn't understand why you weren't in more group songs. But when we did I've Got a Feeling, we had to do I've Got a Feeling, and we put our microphones out, and if they sang
2: back, that, oh,
0: oh, I was like, it's a good show.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think we had a bad audience anyway. really did where it was... Yeah. It was a, it was constantly great, but, um, fond memories, you know, when it seems like such a lifetime ago now it's, um, it's a crazy 12 years, I think. And I, and I don't know about you, cause obviously you're a bit older, older than me when, when you saw How very the- dare you. you <laughs> know <what>? like, <laughs> I it, know what you mean. Yeah. It, 18 to 30 is a big jump in terms it's of huge. like a life, life thing. So it, I feel like a completely different person, which in a sense makes it, seem even longer ago than it actually was if that makes sense yeah so yeah. um oh it must have flown by and i'm like it has flown by but i've also completely changed as a person since then you know i was a kid um so it's a but i've got great memories you know and we did have a laugh we had a great time and you know and and i think they they did kind of see we were one of the only series where people didn't leave the two i hate each other <laughs> We really liked each other. It was really (laughs) weird that we all just
0: got on and it just did a job because I heard in previous years and years after us that it wasn't the
2: same. Yeah, they said, like, they were... I remember that all the security guys and everything at the end, they were like, wow, like, everybody's left, like, being friends. And it was like, normally by this point, everyone's in separate cars, like, not speaking to each other. (laughs) I don't know who. I didn't ask for names, so I I won't Uh... be involved in revealing, but... Joe, I know
0: exactly who. I'll tell you afterwards. Um, Joe, uh, you already said it, but the best thing when it comes to something random for you is hotels. And we got into a bit of an offset, you know, sidetracking on a different conversation about tour. But um, I've got one little question, and it's a question that we kind of added into the podcast, and it's just very short, but you've got a few seconds to think about it. But I'm going to ask you, Joe McKeldry, what is the best thing about you? (laughs) Oh, find out after this. Joe, what is the best thing about you?
2: Oh, the best thing about me is, I'll. well, I mean, I suppose I can say this. I, don't wanna, I, I think I'm fun. I think I'm fun, and I'm fun to be around. Um, and I have a lot of, like, positive energy to give, I suppose. I always think it's so weird when you have to talk about yourself in that, like... <laughs> That's why I said it because
0: we're so mean about ourselves. Why don't we say one thing nice about ourselves? And that's what I just wanted
2: to add in there. I like I, my thing is I always want to, I always want people to feel good when they're around us. I never want to be one of those people that walks in the room and people go, "Oh God, here he goes." Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I always try and create a, such a fun, positive energy around me, and I like to, I like to make people feel good.
0: Well, I think that's a perfect answer, to be honest. Um, So you've got music coming out. I went onto your website. There's some merchandise that people can get and stuff there. We'll leave all the links and the uh, links below. But, um, you know, how's all the, you know, you've been dancing a lot, actually. You've been putting out some routines. There's been some dance classes that you've been enjoying. I think even, like, your family's been getting involved. Your fans have been getting involved. I would try and do it, but
2: I've actually got terrible at dancing lately. I don't know what's actually happened. (laughs) Well, yeah obviously the new single we did like a dance challenge um video which is coming out um and um that's just so people could be involved and learn the routine and yeah just more online shows until we get out of this lockdown and hopefully fingers crossed we'll be on tour from september onwards that's the plan at the moment and more music more more songs coming um, like in the next few months so yeah just keeping those creative juices flowing
0: yeah, for the, uh, any Joe McEldry lovers and uh, his tour and shows are always awesome. Um, he's got his tour coming up on the 23rd, starting in Southend. I've done my research, by the way. Oh, wow, I, it- I didn't know that either. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and it finishes on the 30th of October as well. And you can find out uh, where he's playing if you go to his website, which will be in the links below. Um, Joe, you are as fun and as lovely as you were back when I met you 12 years ago at... Where where was Bootcamp? was it
4: uh, um, Hammersmith follow yeah, yeah. yeah. in that Bonnell. crazy
0: hotel that we took over and i think Jedward smashed the vase within 3 seconds um, <laughs> um i'm so happy that you get to do this you're actually finishing off season 3 as well so it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here and i'm uh, i'm glad to have done the experience with you because i i have to
2: say i wouldn't have chosen another year to do ah uh, thank you and uh, hopefully when life resumes to normal, I will, we'll be at the catch up um, over that, some drinks.
0: I know, yeah, because every time I see you in shows, because there's so many people, it's so difficult after a show because everyone wants to say hi and blah, blah, blah. And it's just easier. I just text you, like, show was great. And then I sort of leave because i just like, everyone, you know, everyone wants to see you and stuff like that. Um, Joe, you're an absolute star and you're exactly the same. And uh, I cannot believe that, it's weird to say, that you're going to be 30 this year in June. That's, that's what? it's going on it's terrifying it's terrifying well you still look 22 so it's fine
2: thank you i try i (laughs) try
0: thanks joe
2: thank you a huge thank you
0: to the wonderful joe mckeldry who's just as lovely as he was back in the day can you believe it 12 years ago he won x factor anyway thank you to adam harris you'll be finding out his answer to fat chicken Thank you to Bethia Beats. Her track of the pod will be played right after Fat Chicken. Thank you to the boys at Filmbag, Tom and Revan, for doing what you do. The music in the background is by Jimmy Lundy, Tom Baxter and myself. And the artwork is by JMD. Anyway, over to Adam Harris with his answer of Fat Chicken and we'll see you next time. What's
1: up, y'all? Fat Chicken. Um... (sighs) I'm just one of many chickens. I was finding out how many chickens in the world there are. And it's made me feel pretty insignificant. The answer is 23.7 billion chicken, billion with a B, chickens there are the number of chickens in the world has doubled since 1990 so we're clearly not eating enough you're clearly not eating enough i don't eat them i am a chicken in 2018 there were some 23.7 billion chickens in the world up from 14.38 billion chickens in 2000 there are two major types of chicken that are farmed globally egg laying hens and broiler chickens i am just a chicken generic chicken there'll be another one of those facts for you in the next series hope you've enjoyed this one
3: cluck cluck One day soon, when the world is back to how it was before, I'll be grateful every time I walk out my I for one hope that everyone's a little kinder to each other One day soon we won't have to sing happy birthday on Zoom And the words much less spoken will be I. Again, and I'll get to hug my best friends one day. Soon, maybe I'll miss the way this feels. Got used to my slippers instead of my heels. Can't wait to give you all the love I've got one day soon.
0: Nuts. Um, you've got your own little Nat chat for advice, so uh, I want to bring you onto the podcast.
2: Yes, and I will be joining Best Thing. So, if you need any help or advice with anything that you're experiencing in life, then please get in touch on Best Thing podcast, and I will try my best to answer your questions as best I can.
3: I'll put my hand down because I definitely need help with stuff. No problem. Back in series four.